What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, baby. Hi, my love. How are you doing tonight? I'm sick. Oh. Yeah, I'm really sick. Bubba. It sucked. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Today didn't suck. Today was kind of nice. I, I'm sick. I feel like garbage. Mm-hmm. So, a, this foreplay segment, I, I can't, I can't have it be long. You can't have it be too sexy. No. No, we got to get straight to the the fucking action. <laughs> okay. Um, and boy, do we have some action today but uh before we get to that um i i spent you were working pretty much all day yeah uh i have to say one thing that is if there's one huge upside to polyamory it's the fact that um when i get sick i am mm-hmm. just i turn into such a fucking baby mm-hmm. like i just need to be taken care of mm-hmm. and uh man fuck Becca did a good job today of taking care of me, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. I got a, fr- a text from my buddy, uh, Andrew, who said, heard you're not feeling so hot. You have two prettier faces than mine to care for you, but let me know if there's anything you need. And it was, it, that text actually made me realize like, man, what a, like, what a fortunate situation to be in for myself, for someone who's sick. You know what I mean? Like you would have been gone to work all day mm-hmm. um and becca had the day off mm-hmm. and she just like stayed home and like just made me just took good care of me yeah 
it's like that. I don't know. It's so funny because um, uh, Guy was sick. Uh, like near the beginning of us uh, dating, there was one time he had a cold for like two weeks or something. Aren't I mean, guys with colds the worst? Y- you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. Well, my, I mean. But okay, at the beginning whatever. of a romance, it's like. Give me all your germs. I just yeah. like, I don't care if you're sick. Spit in my mouth. Oh, Jesus Christ, Brady. Um, but, then, but then you're around each other for a while. And then like all of a sudden you're like, oh, you just sneezed on me. Yeah. Lame. Becca and I didn't kiss once today. Well, great. Yeah. I'm, I'm really adamant about that shit. Yeah. Well, that makes sense for you. Yeah. Yeah. So before we jump into the episode and speed this along for you, we'll I will have time for this one short little uh, brain, listener question. Brain boner. Sure thing. Um, can you ask the world for their best tracks to have a sultry love affair to? Oh yeah. Um, this is from Harmony Wagoner uh, in Prince Edward Island. Hi Harmony. Um, and I think this is a great question. And I and I did just like scroll through my Spotify collection to see if I could find what I put on. Um, I think it's. I mean, it's a question for you all that are listening, but. Um, I really liked A Sultry Love Affair. So one love affair, a song came on actually the other day when I was in the car with Guy and I was like kind of getting emotional because it was, it's connected to somebody else. And I was feeling this like, you know, that feeling you get sometimes when like, like something takes you back nostalgically and you're like, oh, this was summer of 25 years old and blah, blah, blah. So, um... I have like I for me it's like albums. This was a volcano choir mm. album mm-hmm. that came on. Uh I guess passionate, maybe not sultry though. Yeah, I was gonna say a volcano choir album wouldn't be really a really sultry sex, I don't Mm-mm. think. But the other album that played that at the same time was that caribou album Love. Is mm. that what that's called? Yeah, it's um, a good, it's a good album. It's a little sultrier. Yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. A little bit. My my jam's like uh like like R&B, sort of hip-hop R&B jams. More so on the hip-hop, but it's got to have that sort of, like, smooth, like, soul kind of vibe to it. Yeah. So there's, like, you know... I mean, I'm looking at my playlist right now. Like, uh, I got Jungle uh, by Uh Drake from... If you're reading this, it's too late. Uh, LSD from ASAP Rocky. That's a good... That's a good uh, banging it song oh man these three songs in a row these are great it's like more ambient shit Mm -hmm. uh it's this guy xxyyxx um one song is called about you another one is alone and another one is breeze those are some sexy songs uh i always got some i got a little bit of kendrick in there oh and you uh, glass animals that album Uh, yeah that's some good shit yeah, I have some of that on my list, too. I have a list, too, that I just play all the time, no matter what I'm doing. And I will say that a lot of the songs that I probably bang to also make it onto my Moksha playlists mm, for any, flow classes. Yeah, any Mozart as well is great. Mozart. Uh, Mozart and some Chili Gonzalez. That's great. Some, <laughs> that's some great sex music. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so I hope that answers your question, question Harmony. Yeah, um, you can just put your comment, your addition, uh, if you're listening and you have a tune that should be on a, on a banging playlist. Put it in the comment section of this, the post of this episode. Yeah, or maybe we should make a post for that specifically. Yeah, let's um, do that. Uh, yeah, let's do that. 
Um, speaking about following us on, on the social medias, like the Facebook and the Instagram and all that stuff, uh, we, right now, mm-hmm. just this moment, the moment you are listening to this, have released the details for our first live show here in Halifax at, uh, at the Bus Stop Theater. Uh, beautiful little venue here in the city. It's uh, it's kind of a black box theater. Yeah, a little black box theater. You can have some drinky poos. Cute while you're little in there. bar Super on the front. Cute. Yeah, everyone loves it. It's kind of a staple of the city, really. It's been yeah. around for a long time. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be at the bus stop theater, which is on Godigen Street. That's twenty two oh three Godigen. Uh, it's going to be May seventeenth, two thousand seventeen. That's two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. Doors open at seven thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. And what you can expect is uh, some drinks and some dirty talk. And yeah. we've got uh, we've got an amazing guest lined up. Yeah. Uh, I'll put a little like sort of teaser out there. It's a guest that we had on Sick Boy once for an episode that wasn't really related to sickness. Aha. Uh-huh. Hmm. Go listen to all the episodes. Yeah. So we we dare you to invite your parents and uh, <sighs> and tickets are sixteen dollars uh, with fees and taxes. You can get them on, on top ta- taxes and fees on top of that. 16. Yeah, with, that's right. And so you can get those at Ticket Halifax. Um, but again, our links to these to the show is on Facebook. It's on Instagram. It'll so be on Twitter. Yeah, um, follow us there. Find that shit there. And here's the crazy thing. What's crazy? <laughs> should we tell? Should we say this? Well, should we say what? You, Brady, you posted it on your Facebook, like your personal Facebook. Yeah. And I was like, well, if Brady's going to put it on her personal Facebook, I might as well put it on mine. Uh, the tickets are half sold out. Ooh. Already. So half the ticks are sold. So if you want to get your booty down to the, the live show, yeah. uh, definitely... Make we will well i mean we'll cram we'll cram as many beautiful booties in there as we can that's right um but uh tickets are limited uh okay all right sicky pants yeah let's talk about this conversation that is coming up what's up with craig how about craig eh uh so this week's guest is uh you know what here i i did not anticipate going into threesomes and group sex the way that we did you with just, this gentleman. You asked the right question. I think so, right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, and it rolled into some pretty amazing stuff. Craig is a non-assuming guy and I think he's got some uh, some some shocks. He to, probably to has out. a playlist we I could all say pull from. We should ask him. Yeah. Uh, without further ado, let's throw it to our conversation with uh, Craig. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. this off um how about we just say hello to our guest today have a- hey craig when was the last time you uh, had sex uh that was last night hey Woo! all right saturday night you guys are catching me at a funny time i actually uh are you was- having sex right now i am having <laughs> yeah, sex yeah, right this now this is a very <laughs> funny we time <laughs> are no no we're not doing that um was having a bit of a dry spell during exam mm-hmm. or like Ooh. the wrap-up of school mm-hmm and uh, last night, I actually had, I guess it was a foursome. <gasps> Whoa. That Jesus is one Craig. way to end a dry spell. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I was having a dry spell, so then uh, bang three other people at once. Yeah. Uh, to, to make up to for it. it. Yeah, to make up for it. Uh, how, did, how did you... Okay, perfect. This please, is great. Please talk. Please discuss. Yeah. Segways. Okay. So that one came about as a result of uh, Fet Life. Oh. Oh. Which is... The Facebook the, of kink. The Facebook of kink. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, so I made a profile on there maybe two and a half years ago. Okay. Through that, I have discovered that my niche in the kink scene seems to be playing with couples, being the being the additional man in that scenario. Oh, okay. Now, are we talking... Um, like engaging with the couples are we talking about like cuckolding uh scenarios or is it just like everything on the under that umbrella yes and how did you become this person yeah yeah are you asking me what my sexual origin story is (laughs) yeah no that's gonna be really really (laughs) long-winded um this one came about i moved to a new city i was out of out of a relationship and i had i guess the freedom to do whatever i felt like sexually and so i looked back on some of those you know fantasies i had always had looking at craigslist which is ironically my your list. name yeah um, your that's your list that's my list it is just a list of things out there for me to do mm-hmm. and i remember being 20 and looking at those and going like this this couple wants some guy to come have sex with them that's really cool but never doing anything about it and so I moved to a new city and answered one of those ads. 
and met a lovely couple. We still talk sometimes now. Uh, that was my that was kind of my first introduction. It was it started with the wife being quite flirtatious with me, and then we all arranged a three person date, which feels a lot like a job interview yeah i was gonna say how is uh, how is that did you have to bring a resume it's almost like you have to bring a resume i think initially you'll hear you'll hear guys talk about how it's really difficult to get vetted Mm -hmm. Um, i bet there's a vetting process because there are in the world probably unlimited dudes who would jump at the chance to just have sex with an attractive woman that's that's what we like doing. Mm-hmm. And I think there's not necessarily a lot of those who um, who go about it in the right way. Uh-huh. I think if you go at it with a lot of uh, a lot of aggression and a lot of entitlement, you're going to get shut down pretty fast. Right. And so it is kind of like a job interview. You sit across from the couple. It seems like they're always sitting together. Um, you know, what's really funny is last night, Bridie and I went on our first, uh, double date, our first double date with our significant double others, date, double date, our other mm-hmm. significant others. And, um, so Bridie was brought and Gee and, and, uh, Becca and I, we all went out to see a play together. And when we go in to sit down to watch the play, Gee goes in first into the aisle. Bridie follows Gee. Becca was in front of me so she naturally could have went in but she paused and let me go first to allow me to sit with bridie but also allowing me to sit with becca and bridie to sit with gee and it really quickly ran through my mind where i went how interesting that becca like made that split second decision right there to go "Ah, no wait uh let's like i want to make sure that everybody is sitting with who they want to be sitting with. And it was such an intro. It was such a, like, it's just a, one of those funny moments in life, right? It's like when you go in for the, the, you're the third on the date, where do you sit? Where do you sit when you're at a I'm really glad you brought table? You yeah. Know? I'm really glad you brought that up because at one point I was sitting there and I had you on one side and Guy on the other. And I was like, I want, my natural impulse here would be to hold someone's hand. I know. Um, you know, let's not go too deep into it because okay. I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about that on a on a foreplay segment. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and it's it. probably already come out by now. But mm. uh, anyway, funny thing, right? So, it's like where do you sit and who do and, you look at? And who, yeah, exactly. how long do you maintain eye contact <laughs> yeah. with each person? Who are you jerking off under the table? Exactly. That's the question that I want to know. You know, and who, I, I do, think. Who do you have to impress? The man or the woman? Yeah. Yeah. That's very intuitive of Becca, <laughs> I think, to pick up on that. Because at the end of the day, you guys are married. Yeah. And that's that's a real tangible thing. Mm-hmm. And so you have to impress both of them. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess that would make sense, right? It's like, I mean, I if Bridie and I, I'm just imagining, like, say hypothetically, all three of us went out on a date and... And we were considering having Craig sleep with us. If you were like, yeah, I'm super gung-ho. Craig seems like a great guy. But I was like, Craig seems like an asshole. Like, I don't, I'm not interested in that. Um, not that I think you're an asshole. I think right you're, here. you're, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, you would, you would, there would have to be some sort of cohesive, you know, everybody is on the same page sort of thing. Um, and I'm sure that when they go into it, I've never been the couple on yeah. the other side. 
And I'm sure that when you go into it, you probably work out some sort of system, some signal that you do mm -hmm. halfway through or whatever. Because what does often happen is, and it makes it sound like I've done this a lot. Um, I think you've done it more than most. <laughs> <laughs> a, a healthy handful. Yeah. Right. Sure. sure. Let's, let's say that. Um, what does seem to happen is it goes from them sitting across from you and it feeling like a job interview to you've had a drink, you go to the bathroom, you return, she's, as you're sitting down and shuffling seats, all of a sudden she is sitting next to you. Mm -hmm. ah. And then the thigh touching begins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. See this, I, I love this. I, the, the, that whole thing is really exciting to me. You know, like, I mean, uh, going on a first date, always really exciting. Mm -hmm. But going on a first date with two people, that is, like, that's thrilling. Like, the idea of that is just absolutely thrilling. Well, and last night, I suppose I was kind of on a date with three people. Yeah, okay, so hold on. We're, we're talking about a foursome. Is this a MMFF uh, -F foursome? Is, like, what's the, what's the ratio from male to female to trans? Like, who, I mean, what... What's what going was on taking there? place? <laughs> this this would be MFMF. Okay. Uh, with one established couple. I mean, they've been together for quite a long time. Sure. A um, a girl that I sleep with sometimes, mm -hmm. and we get along very well. Mm -hmm. She had actually um, a couple weeks ago slept with them, right? And uh, then on recommendation. They contacted me. She wasn't actually going to be involved. It was all a happy accident. I swear that I didn't time this just to have something to talk about on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting, because we did push our meeting from last week to this week. Yeah, huh. yeah I don't know so what we would have talked about. Easter. Easter dinner. <laughs> yeah, what did right. you have for Easter dinner? Yeah, what are you giving up for Lint? <laughs> for Lint? Lint. Okay. Um, uh, so, how was the foursome last night? The foursome was really good. Um, I would say that it was... 90% good, 10% awkward. Okay. Which is a great ratio. Let's dive into that. What I mean, was, that what, seems... was the, what was the awkward 10%? Mm. I think if you're asking for anything more than 90% good, you're getting greedy. Because mm -hmm. these are... You're having sex with strangers. Yeah. And you don't necessarily know everybody's, uh, everybody's wavelength. Mm. And it can be hard to pick that up in a short period of time. Obviously, you do your... You do your drinks at a wine bar beforehand and... Wine bar, check. Okay. Wine bar. <laughs> um, what were the awkward parts? Yeah. What were, what were the good parts? The sex was great. Yeah. Okay. Um, and initially, my female friend wasn't going to be involved in it because this was about fulfilling maybe some of her fantasies. This is a couple who has slept with a lot of women together, but not a lot of men. Apparently, I was the first man that she had kissed in eight years. Oh, whoa. Or whoa. something, right? Whoa, yeah. Holy shit. And so, what were the good things? Well, we got to do some of the things that two guys can do to a to a girl mm -hmm. or with a girl and, you know, check off some boxes. And yeah. I think they were very excited about that. How many boxes did you check? <laughs> I just, I just, did double penetration happen? Double That's, penetration did happen. Okay. Whoa, okay. 
D- well, wait. Uh, okay, yeah. So, wait. Uh, are we talking DP, like the typical DP, like one in the butt, one in the vagina? Or are we talking like mouth and vagina or like mouth and butt? I don't think you call mouth and vagina double penetration. I guess I don't think is. you do either, but I think technically it would technically, be. Technically. Yes. Yeah. No, no. This was... This, this was, was the classic DP. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <sighs> and then in addition, something that I had never tried was, uh, was two in the vagina. Oh, I've heard I've heard great what? things about this. Yeah, actually, uh, someone we know uh, can't say it on the show. I know. Two oh had never God. done it, had never thought about doing it, but she she put it on the table and it was like, okay, she let's do this. Out. She laid it out. But she how said, did she lay it out? I, like, not yeah. how did she speak it, but like, how did she how lay make it happen? the vagina out for that to happen? Like, um, how are your butts touching and you're facing different directions? This, this was yeah. something that actually required some work. 10% awkward, right? Maybe it was the awkward. There it is. Let's bump it. No, the awkward was that there was death metal playing. We'll expand upon that after. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, That's what makes her vagina really open, is the death metal. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like we're talking about this <laughs> scenario too much. <laughs> I didn't have anything you else to say. No, I love that this okay. episode is going to be Craig's force. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, two guys... The initial thought was, do you make it like a little Eiffel Tower and she climbs on? Yeah. And so you like kind of shuffle together. That wasn't working at all. Yeah. That was awful. Um, So she was on him and I guess what you call cowgirl? Yeah. Yeah, sure. She's riding him on top. This was my suggestion is why don't you do that? And then you'll come up from behind. Yeah. It's good that you brought suggestions. Yeah. 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 Well, you've got to be proactive. Next, your next meeting, your next my triple next date. meeting, my next thought on this would actually be um, do it at the edge of the bed uh, with his legs down. If the bed is the right height, that would be much better because there are a lot of like dude legs rubbing yeah, together. Yeah, uh-huh. totally. Yeah. Well, uh, so how much of your cock fit in while his cock was in? So did you get wait? Did you get yeah, cowgirl? So did you get cowboy behind her? Yeah, like 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 uh, think of like uh, uh, the Kanye video Bound. Yeah, with 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 you know him and Kim are on the bike. You were Kim. I was Kim. Yeah. Okay. Um, got it. Yeah, I was. Kim. I haven't seen the video. But actually, <laughs> I got no, it. you were Kanye because Kim's in the front. I'm usually Kanye. Yeah. So. so <laughs> So you, but you were, Kim's in the front in the video. So you were Kanye. I think you that was the behind. bike. That was the, it was the bike. And he was the bike. The other man was the bike. The man was the bike. She was, she was Kim. Kim. You were Kanye. Craig was Kanye coming in from behind. Yeah. Got, Got it. it. How much of your dick went in? Uh, a vent. Just the tip. Yeah. No. That. That's all that matters. I think we got a little bit farther than that, but it was like, uh, there were space constraints. <laughs> It's really great when you walk into one of these scenarios and you've got the bigger dick. Oh, mm. man. I bet. I bet. It doesn't feel bad. Yeah. Um, no, he, he had a, a, a lovely fair-sized dick. Yeah, sure. Sure. It was great. And but it he, was clearly doing some things. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing that I never really thought about. But I guess that in that moment, coming in and being like, oh, I've got a, I've got the larger dick for whatever fucking dumb reason. Like, it's so silly that it, it even is a thing that our, your mind would go, 
sweet. <laughs> you know, yep. yeah, oh, I won something. Your mind goes sweet. And especially when you're <coughs> very much there as a as a visitor. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, if you're going on holiday, you want to have a good time on a holiday. Yeah. Right. So so here's a here's a question. I'm assuming that uh Craig, you um you are a heterosexual male. Uh, you identify as heterosexual or or are you a bit fluid on that? You know what they say about assuming. I you never do. Never ask do to, ask, ask to out of you and me. Oh, sorry. I thought, um, I thought it was never do ask to mouth. A- anyway, that's that is something that I've been uh looking into more lately. Ask okay. to mouth? Ask to mouth. <laughs> Always. Um no, into the what do I identify as? Mm. Right. Um not latching onto anybody else's terms sure. at this point. Uh, I guess I grew up, I grew up in a cowboy and hockey town, and was bad at sports, and so I got called a faggot every single day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and with that, you tend to look inward and go, "Well, everybody's saying it, so like, yeah, I guess I probably am gay." And you give that a hard think, and then you're like, "Nope, no, I don't like dicks at all." Yeah, yeah. And so there came a point where I was very, very solid in my. You know what? Maybe I'm a little bit effeminate, but no, I'm very much a heterosexual male. Yeah. And then fast forward a couple of years and you go, well, I've been very stalwart in my, in my heterosexuality. What's that all about? Yeah. And I guess the questioning there came about from another invitation from a male and female couple. This, this woman being far more attractive than anybody that should be talking to me, but like, whatever, good on ya. And her invitation was, hey, I would like you to come and double penetrate me and then also have sex with my boyfriend. Oh, like penetrate him. Like penetrate him. And my initial response was, oh, sorry, that is, that's not my scene. That's not something I do. But then you were like, but you're so hot. I'm willing to fuck a dude to fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and that, that never, that never came to pass. Okay. Um, we were setting up logistics. They were kind of flaky and weird, uh, with these scenarios. Fuck you. You got to go with your gut. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You, you don't want to meet people. I've heard stories Bad things do happen or it'll just make you feel icky. Mm. But there was a split second where I was like, I don't know. Would I fuck a dude? wouldn't be the worst thing i could do yeah um it would open up a whole new realm of possibilities that's what i always say so much room for activity so much more oh my god exactly. that's literally what you said that's <laughs> literally what i say um okay so so considering that then um last night you know putting two p's and one v yeah you've got some like p on p rubbage going on uh that doesn't like that's just a totally like well this comes with the territory it's not a big deal I think that's one of the reasons that, um, so in the previous place that I lived, maybe my name got passed around a couple couples, mm. a couple couples, a handful of people. And, um, like as, as in, as in like your name's going around, like Craig, Craig will fuck you. Craig will fuck all, all of you. As someone who is comfortable with the male to male interaction that is inherent within a MMF situation or in an mfm mf or yeah. mfm yeah right i believe that's referred to in some circles as the town bicycle are you the town bicycle <laughs> i don't think i'm the town bicycle <laughs> wait wait what's the difference between mmf and mfm um mmf would be 
some male to male action there that's not not just your dicks rubbing mm. together at some point. It oh, would be, it oh, would be, so it's like, oh, it's it more would probably, inclusive of, yes. of male-on-male um, interaction. Yeah, exactly. But MFM is like uh, the male and the female and the male, the male and male. She is the center of attention. Center of she is the only center of attention. I never knew that. The dudes that. are not paying any attention to each other. I never knew that they actually like separate the, the, the acronyms there. Uh, is it an acronym? MF, MF, is that what that's an acronym an, is? That's an acronym. Yeah. Male, okay, male, sweet. female, male. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> so smart. Uh, okay, cool. So, so how many, how many of these situations have you found yourself in? This is like your. Would you say this is your kink? I wouldn't actually say this is my kink. Um, I quite like making people happy. Right. Right. I like seeing the jest glazed over look of someone who is completely overwhelmed with getting exactly what they want mm. right that's what does it for me right um which has led me in some fairly interesting places in pursuit of that i think my kinks are actually probably pretty dull yeah um how do you describe i would, I would call this my niche <laughs> right. sure sure yeah. sure specialty my my specialty is that what's on your FetLife pro- profile? Like, how do people, how did people peg you for this that's particular some, thing? That's something that I've always wondered because a number of them have actually, um, how many, I don't know, 10-ish? 10 situations. Yeah, Maybe right. 10. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if that's a lot or a little. There's that's like, a, I think that's a lot, dude. There's a I lot of logistics a, involved in them. I think that's a lot. I mean, a threesome have, or a foursome takes a lot of, there is a lot of logistics that go into yeah. that, right? And to have done that 10 times, but have been the, I mean, to have done that 10 times as a couple, that's one thing, yeah. right? It's like the two of us are going to make this happen. We're going to find someone, they're going to come in, and then they're going to go. But for you to be that one person who, the stranger who comes in, and then, you know, the guy rings on the doorbell and is like, I'm here for the gangbang. Like yeah. that guy, you're that guy for like so many, for like so many couples. And that's impressive. I think that that is like, that is a large number, I think. Yeah, you must have really great organizational skills. <laughs> or like a mad Google Docs system. Yeah, Google, Google Calendar. Like? Yeah. Google yeah. Calendar. Yeah. Um. <laughs> How many days a week are you sleeping with multiple people? <laughs> A bunch of this happened previously when I was um, working a service industry job, mm-hmm. and you're not doing much else besides going on dates and pouring drinks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot easier then. I I think I've slowed down quite a lot in my old age. <laughs> right. So okay. So you you start this fat life account. Yep. You've kind of you've you've kind of stumbled into this like. You're the added stranger to to couples, or at least like that. That's one of the things that you really enjoy doing, and uh, and you've been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the when you applied to be on the show? There was one thing that stuck out to me <laughs> that I have to ask about, and it was the time that you barbe- you were the you were cooking at a barbecue for a a pup play event. Yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> so I am absolutely fascinated by putt play. I've I've fallen into this fascination from another podcast that I listen to, which is called Your Mom's House Podcast. It's a very raunchy comedy podcast. Um, and they were talking about putt play. 
And not in a very like not in a very nice way. They're actually like they're you know ba- they're basically making fun of it. Yeah. Uh, but when I f- found out what it was, I was like, oh, this is fascinating. And I watched this incredible documentary, this BBC documentary about a guy who's super into pup play, but not in a sexual way. He literally just like he wants to live life as a as a pup, and he would he goes to these competitions and and he you know the, basically the the the. the short story of it is he goes to this competition and it's very sexualized and he's like whoa holy shit this is not what i'm in it for like i literally just want to play fetch and and be like this cute little pup but everyone else there is like yeah like i need the i like if i'm wearing a tail it's gonna be a butt plug and and it's a very like very sexualized very intense um (laughs) and i feel like the pup play world or community is a I mean, maybe it's not, but to me, I feel like it's a rarity. You think it's a tough nut to crack? Yeah, or like, yeah, how do you get in there? And so, how the fuck did you end up at a pup play barbecue, and what was that like? So, something that I think is really cool about kink is that it um, gives people a venue to do things that they wouldn't necessarily do otherwise, or it gives gives people the opportunity to create a sort of new persona mm-hmm. um and so the party that i ended up at was at a at a man's house you wouldn't expect him to be any sort of sexual ringleader but he was just the man in town who organized events and had a venue for it and so as part of the vetting process one of these couples this was actually the first couple or no, second couple that I was going to sleep with, um, invited me to this venue where it wasn't just a pup play thing. It was actually a birthday orgy. Ah. It was actually a birthday orgy at which there were a number of people pretending to be dogs. Got it. And... Now, are we talking full-on, like, pup heads? Like masks? No pup heads. I've, okay. never, I've okay. never seen a pup head except in the Pride Parade. Sure, got it. They look really warm. Oh there's i i can't even imagine how hot it would be really really warm in there um but so i'd been invited as a this guy needs to be checked out for the community um on your first your first event your your clothes stay on you're just there and i get really awkward standing around i don't like standing around doing any nothing and there was a grill outside there's canings and strap-ons going on and people being flogged so everybody else is naked and like having a time most you most other people were naked because you are your first time you have to be clothed yeah interesting and so and so i was like well if i'm gonna be here i might as well like help out there's a grill i know how to cook hey i'll do that (laughs) and so you were grilling um, like the most amazing T-bone steaks for these little puppies, and yes. they were all over you. They were shitty burgers, and the pups had nothing to do with me. They were. Did you uh, just they throw were it very at much on a different level? Did you put it <laughs> in a bowl on the floor? Literally and level. figuratively, um, the pups and the I guess for for all intents and purposes, the pups and the stunt cocks had nothing to do with each other. What's a stunt cock? What's a stunt cock? I think that a stunt... I don't know if I'm a stunt cock. I think I've... Okay, so I think a stunt cock is somebody that you... You're looking it up. I am. Let's get a definition here. But let's let's hear from you first, Lindsay. 
I think that a stunt cock is somebody that you invite in for the express purpose of fucking somebody. Yeah. And you don't really want to interact with them. I don't think you go on a date. You don't don't get to know them. They are faceless. They are faceless. Got it. They are just a dick. Yeah. Stunt yeah. cock. A stunt cock is the term for a substitute, sometimes prosthetic penis that is used during the shooting of pornographic films. I think we're talking about it in a different way. Uh, in popular culture, industry role, example of non-pornographic films or stunt costume used. So we're talking in more of a social setting. So let's use... Or I'm lying. Dictionary. Maybe no, I'm lying. No, I think it's exactly the same thing as yeah. what you just said. It's it's someone whose sole purpose or or object's sole purpose is to be um, the, uh, just a cock. I, just think, a penis. I think the term was probably you know, mm-hmm. taken from porn and then yeah. applied. That makes complete sense. And so there was no, yeah, the pups were there doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was a like kink friendly party. Right. And so the pups were doing their thing. There were people in the bathroom peeing on each other. There was uh, flogging going on and I was making burgers. And this is an orgy. I... This is a question that I've had. At an orgy, does everybody have to have sex with everybody? Uh, I feel That's like... A question. I mean, I feel like technically an orgy is um, is five or more people engaging in some sort of sex together. But then... <sighs> Does it have to be penetrative sex? No. I don't think so. No, I think like it's like, you know, um, you know, this person is banging this person and 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 they're blowing them and this person's just Some people masturbating. Are just watching. This guy's flipping burgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that guy's flipping burgers in the corner and that's an orgy. <laughs> we have talked about planning an orgy for Jeremy's 30th birthday and so on. I'm making notes right now because I think a barbecue is a great idea. I think so too. And on. we've got a chef right here. I mean, <laughs> he knows how to do it. Craig, yeah. you're invited. Okay. <laughs> but you have to keep your clothes on. <laughs> So halfway through the orgy, I got the invitation to take my clothes off. Oh, hey, who? And now was this the this was owner from of the party? This uh, was from the ringleader. He uh, said, "You know what? You passed. Everybody's everybody's saying like, oh, he's a good he's a good guy. Everybody's saying cooks man, a, his burgers are cooks, amazing. Cooks a tasty burger. <laughs> um, I really want him to take off his pants. At this point, prior to this, I was actually like quite shy and traditional. Mm. So I actually elected to keep my pants on." Mm-hmm. Because I was like, you know what? I have taken in a lot of different, different uh, views today, and I'm going to give myself some time to process this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would rather uh, maybe act with intention instead of momentum, instead of getting caught up in it and then waking up the next day and being like, "So I, I'm a pup now." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wake up with a tail. Yeah, and so I. So I kindly declined that. I did plenty of other stuff there, sure. but I, I kept my pants on, mm-hmm. except for the one small part where I did take my pants off. But um, that was with one person, so that's not an orgy. Right. Anyways. You, I, you contributed to the energy of the orgy. There we go. Mm-hmm. I, I took a step away from it and like had to think and went, is this a road that I want to go down? Now the coming back to last night's foursome. Yeah. Um, is this something that you and this couple um, will will engage in again? 
like how often when you go into these situations where you're having say a threesome or a foursome uh does it turn into something that you casually will uh continue to like engage with a, a couple or so this is this is a funny part of it is that um often i feel like it happens the box has been checked and they're happy and then you never hear from them again mm-hmm. which i'm i'm sure happens all the time with the with the reverse with the um bringing another girl in as well mm-hmm. uh there is one couple that i've slept with again but but that's about it and 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 that other situation was that just like a uh a, a, that was a we all time thing or was it kind of a continuous like i guess have you ever dated another couple I've never, I've never dated another couple. Mm-hmm. No, uh, that was like a maybe three time thing. Is that something that you think that you would be inclined to do at some point? So we talked about, uh, we talked about uh, sexual identity, mm. and then what is what is my dating type? I'm not quite sure on this about yet. Right, okay, you're going to say something. No, 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 go for it. Um, and this is something that I've given a decent amount of thought to, is there was a stretch where I threw the words, um, what is it? Ethical non-monogamy out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Which I think got used as a license to just kind of do whatever you wanted. Mm. Um, and Personally, for yourself, you mean? Maybe. I, that, that seemed to be how it was taken. Um, but at the same time, all Tinder was new to me. Uh, fat life was new to me. Really, dating was new to me. I had been in a long monogamous relationship prior to that. And so it was all uncharted territory, and I definitely had some things to learn. Uh, I don't necessarily know... I know that the couple that I was talking with last night, they want another girl, they want to have a triad. And that is that is their long-term goal. And they said, what's your long-term goal? I'm not too sure yet. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't know until you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I think, the last serious relationship, kind of, that I had that lasted more than more than a month and a half. We were calling it Polly, but I just liked her so much that opportunities would come up. And you'd turn them to down. To sleep with other people. And I'd turn them down. And there was one time she, where she was like, why, why didn't you kiss that person? Or I was telling a story about, oh, I this was going to happen and then i elected not to and i was like i don't know wouldn't wouldn't have been the same and she was like you're not polly at all mm. you are old fashioned uh so maybe i'm old fashioned i, I don't, don't agree yeah i don't i don't necessarily agree with that i mean you know it's uh there's this space called like what people refer to as new relationship energy where mm-hmm. you're just like really into somebody and um, maybe you're not attracted to engaging with other people. I know I'm in that situation right now with Guy. Um, I'm not even pursuing other opportunities. And a couple of things have come my way, but I just it's not interesting to me. The position that I was in, it was very clear-cut. The, the option was on the table. And in my mind, it wouldn't have been fair to that girl because I would have been thinking of the person that I was seeing. Yeah. Mm. And that's shitty for everybody. Mm-hmm. How would you have felt if uh, the girl that you were seeing had pursued somebody? She was doing the, um, 
she was doing the sugar daddy thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, which obviously raised some jealousy issues in me. Um, she wasn't sleeping with them, but she was going on dates. I know she went on, she went on a trip to Hawaii, I believe. Oh, she was, she was doing good. Right. And you know, yeah. that, that raised some things. <laughs> that's not good. You, I mean, you, that's you great. Think you could do better. No, I'm just saying if I had a sugar daddy, I don't want trips. I just want your money. Just yeah. want your money. I don't, I don't need to be going anywhere. It's true. I have things to do here and I need money to do it. <laughs> yeah. So I want, I want that Nintendo switch. So. And Jeremy wants his Nintendo. Yeah. Switch. Did you ever get the Nintendo switch? No. I heard about this. No, He's holding yet. out. What's not your, yet. what's your progress? Uh, well, I, I'm waiting to see, um, uh, if any sugar m- mommies come forward. Are we yeah. going to make a joint account after this and off- <laughs> offer it up as a twofer? Yeah. There, yeah oh, my God. Yeah, we can just we can uh, share the Switch. So many Nintendo Switches. <laughs> We're going to have a room full of them. <laughs> um, I just, all of this brings up for me, because you mentioned jealousy, it brings up for me this, like, question that I'm always rolling around in my head about masculinity in those kinds of situations Mm -hmm. like where you show up and there's two men in a threesome and um, maybe your dick is bigger than the other ones and like how do you do that dance with the woman where the her husband or her boyfriend doesn't feel threatened by you um like all of these because it it's completely different at least from my woman's standpoint to be in that situation i don't experience jealousy in the same physical way that men do Hmm. and for the most part i I don't necessarily know your dynamic, but you play with girls as well? I have, yeah. Okay, so you're maybe getting more out of it than than the dude. There's there's two people there that you're happy to be involved with, whereas for a lot of these guys, I think it's it's them doing this, one, either because they enjoy seeing it, or two, to make their, their significant other happy. Mm-hmm. Um or to fulfill some kind of fan- fantasy. Uh, I think the reason that I haven't dated a couple or that these aren't often recurring things is that 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 masculinity, the the posturing kind of begins, and often that is the awkward part. Often that's the awkward 10%, 15%, 35%—that creeps in. Has there ever been an op- a, a, a situation where it's been really awkward? Yes. And what was that like? That's to the point where you you actually say like, guys, I'm I'm gonna go. I've I've watched Ooh. I've watched almost Ooh. breakups. Oh no. Um. What? How did that go down? And that's and that's not great. Or there was another one where I slept with a couple, and then there was a a, a friend of mine, a female friend of mine who wanted to sleep with two men. And I was like, well, these guys are open and I've vetted this guy. Uh, yeah, I think he would be, he'd be in. I talked to him. He was excited about it. Uh, he was on his way over. She was um, bound and waiting. And I get a call from him saying that he and his fiance were on the rocks because she started, um, she knew that he was going to um, sleep with two people she didn't know that it was me and it brought back memories of us all being together except in this case she was being replaced 
by oh. another woman. Oh, uh, no. And they're happily... That's fair. They're happily open relationship was suddenly closed for the time being mm-hmm. right right yep. Jeal- jealousy is a real thing yeah yep. yeah well it's a thing that comes on and and you know it has to be dealt with pretty much right away right away you, you know, asked about relationship dynamics i've tried to think <laughs> you know is this something that i would want to do in my relationship it's been a while since i've really been in one mm-hmm. mm. it's funny because that that feeling um of being replaced uh or like maybe it's not that cut and dry like that's Mm -hmm. what i feel is like i'm being replaced but um i haven't had that sexually yet i haven't experienced that but um the other night when you and becca were over at our mutual friend's house i was like ah that's like a weird little sting of jealousy for me and they're all just hanging out just hanging out with a mutual friend of mine socially instead of sexually yeah Mm. Socially, je- social jealousy definitely is uh, plays a bigger role than yeah. sexual jealousy for me. Hm. And mine's sexual. Yeah. Much much more so than social. How do we make it work? I know. I have no idea, I, but we do really well. Have you... Okay, talking about masculinity. Yeah. And how do guys feel in that scenario? I haven't been on the other side. Have you been on the other side? I haven't. So that's something that we've, we've only had uh, MFM. Mm-hmm threesomes um no no sorry <laughs> that's only what we haven't M- had mff we've only it? had mff type threesomes yeah. between bridie and i yeah um and bridie has expressed that she would love to experience that someday and at this at this you know point in time right now with Guy involved that that's just not a that's just not a thing um but if it were to ever happen I think that I I don't know how it would feel. And and I do like there is a part of me that would I feel like it would be um it would be challenging there would be elements to it that would be really challenging for myself mentally mm-hmm. um in terms of like yeah, in terms of like my masculinity and things like that, but it's but when I think about it, when I really sit and think about it, I go, "Well, I know that that's so fucking silly." Like so why do I why do I feel that way? Because I can look at it from the from the outside and go, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with it. But like if a d- guy did come in and he had a big old swinging dick and I was like, oh, shit, you know, like I why? But why would I care? Well, and those emotions also have like a physical manifestation. Mm-hmm. I know that you know I haven't been jealous in a long time, but the last time that I was, it it wells <laughs> up in you. And oh it, yeah, and it turns into something ugly. Yeah, I I feel like I'm I'm. I mean, with Brody and I and the way that our relationship has has worked and where we've taken it to this point, I feel like when jealousy does come up, um, I'm able to handle it pretty mm-hmm. quickly and pretty efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know, you know. I just think this big this big cock thing gets me it's so every silly, time right? it's, because it's fucking I don't give a shit if yeah. you have a huge dick. It yeah. doesn't visually do anything for me sexually, physically. It doesn't specifically do anything. There's good and there's bad to it. Yeah, yeah. like you And gotta, I know for a fact, like I know that you love the size and the shape of my dick. Like mm-hmm. I I know that for a fact. Mhm. So why would it, you know, like, why would it bother me if, like, 
you know, we had some Vin Diesel motherfucker coming in and like dropped his trousers and you hear a thud on the floor. <laughs> it's it's really beautiful sitting with you guys as you, as you say, I know you love the size and the shape of my dick. And just like looking at her with really loving eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think one of the things that's actually uh, maybe perpetuated this a bit is that I think I'm a fairly non-threatening individual. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sample you're, I mean, size. You're extraordinarily calm. You know, you you uh, you you seem to have this like very um, mindful, uh, mindful, thoughtful, like logical, considerate, considerate sort of like air about you. Yep. Um, yeah, and like that's there's there's none of that like sort of macho bravado kind of like you were saying earlier like posturing, posturing. That, that you put forward. Um, you know, you're not peacocking at any point. Like t- since I've met you and, yeah. and our interactions, so I don't get that vibe, at a, all, which probably helps a fucking lot. In a sample size of ten, I would say that eighty percent of them have been either eighty uh, percent of the males in these scenarios have been either. Hardworking tradesmen or successful, you know, approximately 40-year-old men. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I think one of the things coming in is you've got these, like, fairly jacked guys. Right. Or dudes who drive very nice cars. And and so they see you and they go, there's no threat here. She's not going to leave me. She's not going to leave me for this, like, calm, cool, collected... Uh, handsome bearded man that they, is they like would never they would <laughs> never date <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah and this is this is actually I was thinking about this the other day is how you end up involved with a lot of people when you're dealing with couples that you would never date individually and yeah right yeah 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 that's a that's a thing that is a oh yeah that is a very much so uh, a thing I mean we've we've experienced that you know mm-hmm. um yeah. It's funny. I was wondering what what my episode was going to be about because <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. you know, you've had you've had the rope episodes mm-hmm. and you've had the cam girl episodes and I was like, what perspective am I really offering here? I don't know, a privileged white dude who goes on Tinder sometimes. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny is uh, <clears throat> Bridie does all the recording yep. bookings and uh, we share a calendar. And the <laughs> the, uh, the event for today, like the calendar, it was uh, c- recording with Craig dash ordinary guy. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking funny. But that's the thing is like, that is, yeah, we've done the, we've done a, a ropes episode and yeah, we've done an episode with, about, a, you know, someone who's a, a cam girl or we've done an episode about, you know, um, like all, all these like kink things, but also we, this is, this is exactly what we want. We want to hear these stories with ordinary people. Um, but like, if I if I ran into you at the fucking cafe, you know, if I walked into Starbucks and sat down to have a coffee with you, and we just had a normal conversation about whatever, I would have no idea that you are just like banging couples left, right, and center. You kind know I mean? of a slut. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Because sexuality in 2017 is different. It's so different. Yeah, it's it's really different. I think it it favors um, it favors thoughtful interactions. Yeah. If you can, if you can write, I think that that's a bigger plus than it ever has been before. Um, If you know what filters to use on your phone 
to like take a couple good pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're seeing you're seeing a lot of people, myself very much included, who 50 years ago would never get laid. Mm. Having a lot more sex as a result of the current um, you know, dating and fucking climate. Mm-hmm. And on that note, how do you feel about like what's your perspective on sex? I've been told that I have compartmentalized sex. Tell me more about that, please. Um, in that it has become something that I can do quite easily with, you know, a number of people. And the emotional aspect of it is, uh, is a lot tougher. Mm. Um, I find myself avoiding the avoiding the vulnerability that comes with expressing deep and meaningful feelings for somebody and that connection but the physical connection is like fairly come and go i feel like there there's room for that in the world for sex to be a physical activity that mm-hmm. is a particular kind of connection with with someone that doesn't necessarily have to be emotional yeah um but i just wonder sometimes about how easy it is to come by and how disposable uh, sexual partners can be and I'm not saying I'm not pointing my fingers at you but I'm just kind of like thinking about this as you're speaking and the whole tinder world and just like what does it what's that done to our relationship to sex it is a great way to get to know people Mm. Um, and I would actually I would trust those in the kink community with my feelings more so than somebody on tinder with my feelings and my sexual health actually Mm. because these are folks that have um maybe given some more serious thought to it Mm -hmm. whereas tinder bumble happen all of them have just put so much at our fingertips it's like it used to be how long do you date somebody before you sleep together and now it's how long do you sleep together before you think about maybe dating them right Mm -hmm. i know that i've i've found myself in too deep trying to juggle too many people realizing that i am um neglecting somebody's feelings and feeling awful about that and in turn having the same thing done to me i mean ghosting sucks Uh yeah you you guys both both were i know there's um there's girlfriends and boyfriends on the side now but we're both doing the online dating thing and it's a lot of energy to put into relationships that go nowhere yeah Mm -hmm. i a couple months ago deleted deleted all the things not just deleted the app but deleted my profiles so that if i wanted to get back into that i would have to sit down and sit down and write it and put the effort into finding the pictures again and thinking of witty taglines because I think it had me in a position where I was um, basing a good deal of my self-worth on who I was sleeping with. And that's shitty because there is so much more to life. Mm. So it can be fun. It can be toxic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I I mean, I, I'm, I'm one for just not putting 
so much behind so much weight behind it you know like it, i um just the idea of sex like w- why can't it just be and maybe it's not possible i don't know but like why can't it just be as as um as casual and not a big deal as like going for a coffee or or whatever you know i would argue that it has gotten to that point where it's actually tougher to ask somebody if they would like to sit down and have a three-hour conversation with you over a drink or over coffee then it versus, would be to say you want yeah. to come back to my place yeah yeah right yeah yeah maybe <laughs> but is that a, is that necessarily a bad thing i don't think it's a bad thing no i mean it depends on what uh it's just hard to know what people's intentions are. Like, yeah. if your yeah. your intention is like, I want to get laid, I want to have that like physical expression of of my sexuality, and I like I wanted that release of energy with someone, and you want it to be mutually enjoyable for mm-hmm. both you and the other person. But the other person is like, yeah, I'm looking for something meaningful and a connection, um, but the way that it works in the world right now is that I first I have sex with them and then see if they want to see me again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know because I didn't sleep with Guy on for like two months. Mm. Yeah. I'm, and it, like, is it so much just to have that conversation before it goes down? Yeah. You yeah. know, just to be like, what are you what, looking for? What, what are, are you, you, looking, what are you for? looking for? And, and how do you, how do you see this ending? It all comes down to here's communication. What I exactly. Um, to everything do, does. Everything, everything does. always does. To do that, I think that you have to you have to know your intention and motivation. And part of me uh, having, I really appreciated my dry spell. Yeah, um, right. It wasn't mm-hmm. a, it wasn't a very long dry spell, but um, <laughs> it was a good chance for some self reflection where you go, why am I doing this? Am I treating people the way that I want to be treated? Am I providing a nurturing environment, or am I um, am I making somebody feel as though they're disposable? Because that's a terrible thing to put mm-hmm. out there in the world. If you're if you're helping to make more people jaded, you should probably take a look at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if you are in that situation, I know that I was in that situation not very long ago, mm-hmm. where there was it was like juggling too many things at once, and then ended up ghosting like a f- couple of people, and then feeling fucking horrible about it. But for me, that was a huge learning experience. Yep. It was like if I did, if I di- had not gone through that, I would, I would never have realized how easy it was to slip into that. Um, and now I know for a fact that there's no way I would ever allow myself to do that again because I felt horrible, you know. So as long as you're, as long as you are not a, an asshole and you're, you know, you're, you're learning from those mistakes or you're learning from those situations, then. I think it's yeah it is it is important to maybe have some of those harder discussions earlier on um not focus so much on telling people what they want to hear which is probably my biggest Mm. challenge Mm -hmm. when you know what somebody kind of wants to hear and you can say it quite easily then sometimes you'll find yourself saying that yeah and down the line that can be really damaging Mm -hmm. and so it's it's a matter of because there's plenty of people of every gender who are happy to have a casual situation and and you two can carry on with that and it'll be great 
But if you're misleading somebody, mm-hmm. that's where it becomes problematic. Mm-hmm. And so it comes down to acting with intention and I guess owning your motivations. As a fellow uh, pleaser, I am also a pleaser. Yeah. Um, that was really tricky when I first started the Tinder thing. I've only actually been on three Tinder dates. And uh, the first one, it was, uh, I knew within like five minutes that I did not want to sleep with this person. Oh, and was, I, that, was that when I was in Vegas? Uh, yeah. And, you- <laughs> and I did anyway. Oh. And I was just like, well, I'm here and I don't want to like make this awkward so i'm just gonna sleep with him but even halfway through i was like look you just need to know that this is never happening again so if you want to keep going well we can keep going and then like a couple days later he asked me again i was like "Mm, i was pretty clear that i didn't want to do that anymore um and that was easy to let go of and then the second tinder date was all right the third date third tinder date was actually with gee and we had been communicating a little tiny bit on tinder and then i totally ghosted him mm-hmm. and every now and then it was like i would get a little hey like hey there from him and i didn't respond and eventually i was like look i'm getting off tinder here's my phone number text me but yep. i just figured it was going to be like that was where it was going to mm-hmm. end but nope but nope now now you're dating <laughs> i think it's really interesting that you said it would be less awkward to sleep with this person uh-huh. than to not sleep with this person. That is, mm. that is very representative of <laughs> dating in 2017, <laughs> I guess. I mean, to be fair, like that wouldn't go. I'm sure there's some people hearing that and just freaking out and yeah. thinking that's a horrible thing. But honestly, for me, my relationship to sex is just like. I can do sex with people that I don't really care for yep. mm-hmm. um, and still enjoy it to a degree. Yeah. Uh, so you are you are consenting in that situation. You're just not necessarily excited about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this has been uh, a fascinating conversation. Uh, we do have to wrap it up. Uh, it's We're an hour in. Okay. And uh, it's once or three seventeen. Um, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanna that you want to hit? We have time to do that. It's it's funny because we honestly didn't talk about maybe a single thing that I expected to talk about. <laughs> yes, but I think we we found our niche. I think we did. We like naturally just fell into it. Thank fuck you had that foursome last <laughs> night because that was gold. I would love to have you on again. I think that'd be cool just to talk about that stuff because uh, yeah, this is it was a really enjoyable conversation. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Happy to be here. <laughs> this was fun. Uh, well, thanks, Craig. Thanks for coming in. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. And we hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another wicked little conversation about something erotic and sexy, I'm sure. Um, but in the meantime, head on over to iTunes. Give us a, uh, a rating and a review and a, and a subscribe. If you haven't subscribed on iTunes... Uh, it also plays a pretty big role in uh, keeping us on the iTunes charts. So um, go on over, hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. We'd love you for it. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're always putting up sweet pictures of people's butts on Sundays. Uh, <laughs> there's a nice little collection there. Uh, we need more butts. We need uh, uh, more. Uh, you know what? I want. We need your butt. We need your butt. Transgender butts. Your tattooed butts. Sunburned butts. Sunburned, sunburned butts. Uh, pierced? Yeah. 
pierced butts? Yeah, if you got your butt pierced, send if it. If you're a Siamese twin, please send <laughs> Siamese us. Siamese butt. Siamese twin butt. Yeah. Uh, a, lot of white, a lot of white butts on there. Uh, yeah. So send us your butts. Let's m- try to mix that up. Uh, we've been getting more men butts, though. There's yeah. some really good man butts coming out uh, in the next couple of weeks, I have to say. I'll send you my butt. Yeah, yeah. Send, it, send it to us. Sunday bun, I need some diversity, though, for we sure. We need some diversity. Yeah. yeah. So uh, send in those butts, yo. Especially if you got a weird one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All the weird. If, if anybody out there has a really weird butt, for sure send that in. I uh, love the weird butts. Uh, okay, well, that's enough for this week. Uh, until next week. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.